Hello. Yes. (laughs) Arthur County, Nebraska. It's tiny. With a population of 436 people to 50,000 heads of cattle. That's 114 for every person. The county seat, the village of Arthur, is home to about 117 people, often working several jobs to keep their village alive. Welcome to 93 Counties, a podcast about Nebraska and the people that call it home. I'm Ben Lantman. In this episode, we follow the residents of Arthur County and their dedication to keeping their village on the map. Good morning. Are you waiting for me? I was about to say, I'm Ruth. I am Ruth. I didn't want to make that awkward. I'm Ben. Nice to meet you. Ruth Jagler, a third generation resident, has been in Arthur since 1974. She says she's retired, but she keeps busy managing tours for historic buildings, running a craft store out of her grandma's house, and weaving. Anymore. But you know, people know you're retired. They can find great things for you to do. But not everybody can afford that luxury. The citizens of Arthur have an average age of 58. Lincoln's, by comparison, is 33. The high average age is a sign of a potential problem, youth leaving the county. Well, then there's no place for young people to put houses. So I don't know what needs to change. I don't know how it can change. I guess somehow it will change. Becky Swanson, who's nearing retirement, is without a replacement. Swanson works at the courthouse as the county assessor, election commissioner, clerk of the court, and clerk of the district court. Every year, she runs County Government Day, where juniors and seniors in high school are shown the government buildings and landmarks in the town to learn about the importance of county government, and hopefully, to entice them to stay. So we usually take them to our our vault. We have a couple vaults here, and we let them see where all of our big books and and things that we need to have in fireproof uh, places. With her in the courthouse is Tracy Bolin, the treasurer and only other person consistently in the building. Tracy and Becky are in the same boat. Right now, Becky would like to retire. I'm probably going to retire at the end of my term, too. Um, Yeah, finding people willing to to do it. We're going to need to hire some help to train anybody that might want to be it. Sometimes we need some help, but we don't have enough money from taxes or in our budgets to hire full-time help. Two of Swanson's jobs have been outsourced to neighboring counties to reduce her workload. While it's not clear who will take on Swanson's roles, local business owners all believe, or at least hope, that a local replacement can be found. Jacob Christensen, owner of Krusty's Feed Store, said he believes there are a couple of people in town qualified to take the mantle. His wife, Carrie, said the need to work multiple jobs, like Becky, isn't the exception, but the rule. Yeah, talked about Becky having to wear all different hats and stuff, and that's that's pretty common. Um, And I don't have any formal bookkeeping training, but yet I do it all um, because I have to. Yeah. Um, I also, at one point in time, owned a bakery 
bakery deli. Um, that was delicious. I'm a massage therapist. I'm an EMT, firefighter. These are, this isn't fire chief. You know, so we all wear lots of hats to get our community. According to Jason and Carrie, having multiple jobs is part and parcel with trying to stay self-sufficient. They said people are often called on to work a job they have no experience in. The strain to fill needed roles can be felt not only in government, but also in business. The newest addition to the business scene is Derek and Morgan Rufinacht, who run Chuck Wagon Meats. Morgan said the hours are intense, averaging roughly 60 a week to get through the beef backlog. How many hours? Yeah. <laughs> it truly depends. Um, Ruth said she remembers the former owners of the shop, who sold it to the Rufinox when retiring. It is good to see these younger families doing businesses, because, like, we were pretty sure this business would close. The people were old that run it, and they were getting tired of it. It's hard work. The town feels a strain every time a business has to close. Since Arthur's about a 30-minute drive from the nearest city, Swanson said they try to keep what they can in town. So anyway, we're, we're kind of self-sufficient except for, like, the gas station. Arthur previously had a gas station, but after it closed down, residents have to make the trek to Ogallala. The hub for amenities not found in Arthur, such as gas and bowling. And the list is getting bigger. But gas is so expensive. It's a little expensive to make a trip to Ogallala. Matthew Wright, owner of Sandhills Veterinary Clinic, faces a similar problem. He said it'll be difficult to find people willing to do large animal veterinarian work when he decides to retire. Are there a lot of people wanting to be like vets out here in general? or No, I, right now it's kind of hard to find a, a large animal vet. So. The common sentiment is clear. Things are holding now, but without young people willing to take on the jobs in town, more services will be outsourced like the gas station, court cases, and entertainment. Many residents grew up in Arthur, and many of those families have been here since the 60s. With each business that closes, they worry for the fate of their town. But the people of Arthur aren't giving up. I, it's, we fight really hard. Er, we're definitely concerned uh, if there's any business that closes because we need to keep as many businesses open as we can. While the village has been able to keep most businesses open, the government is staffed for now. Kids are leaving the county after graduation, but there aren't that many to begin with. Arthur County Schools has an elementary, middle, and high school, which Ruth says they're incredibly lucky to have. Jason said more than being a privilege, it's a necessity. You know, you hear of a lot of these schools combining in Nebraska, you know, like the Wilbur Claytonias, the, um, uh, the Big Springs over here. <clears throat> if we lose our school, our town is gone. Ruth and Jason said the school in Arthur has been threatened before, and without kids to fill it, it could soon be gone. Concordia, Omaha, or who's you know, all these other schools out there that you're like, well, such, such, and such combined. Well, now there's three schools together instead of there's two, you know, and so, you know, Neely Oakdale and, I mean, but they've changed names. It's just crazy stuff, but we can't do that. I mean, we could, it would but it would be a destroy, it would be a wreck. Yeah.
you know. Um, and then if you got kids and like I'm an assistant football coach, now you've got to get full kids from Hyannis for the day or trying for the day. I mean, or you got to go over there for the week. I mean, it's just. The residents of Arthur, however, aren't prepared to let that happen. Well, then we're just going to ship our, cat, our kids somewhere else, you know, Togolol or Hyannis or Tryon. You know, if the kids on the eastern part of the county, they'll probably go to Tryon. If the kids on the north go to Hyannis, kids in the middle and south will probably go to Ogallal, you know. But we'll fight like hell. It'll be a cold day in hell or I'll be dead, you know, because we have to have it. Thankfully, the school is still around as well as several historic attractions, such as the Straw Bale Church and Ruth's grandmother's house, May's Place, where she sells crafts sourced in part by her weaving and art from community members. We have a couple silversmith. We have a silversmith. Well, Karen, that was teaching the, Span the Spanish class, she does the silversmithing. <laughs> Keeping Arthur, Nebraska takes a village. It might not be a major tourist destination, or a bustling metropolis, but there are 436 people working to keep their slice of paradise alive. Okay, for the seniors, you met the seniors. Yep. I, for the last four years probably, I have woven denim rugs. I have a, I have looms. My grandmother was a weaver, hmm. and I have looms, and I have woven of them denim rugs. And I put this little plaque in there with them, this little card, and it says. Um, the good people, the hardworking people of Arthur County wore these jeans. And when they were too raggy, they gave them to me to make you this rug. So when you put your feet on it in the morning, you remember where your roots are and bring it home to the county. This episode was hosted, reported, and produced by me, Ben Lampman, in collaboration with Advanced Audio Content Creation and 90.3 KRNU. 93 Counties is a KRNU Studios production from the College of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Thanks for listening.